everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Vicky. And we're the Drama Mamas. Yeah, we are. This week we take on Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. 1988. I was not alive. That's the year I was born. Yeah. I keep wanting to call it Who Killed Roger Rabbit? I don't know why. My brain, like I've typed Who Killed Roger Rabbit like a thousand times. I know the plot of the movie. And yeah, I'm still just like, who killed him? Uh, okay, so... I mean, you're not the only one, because when I put in who killed, it was like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> um, I know there was a... It, there was like a screenplay, and it... Oh, the, no, that was who censored Roger Rabbit. Mm. And then for the movie, they changed it to who framed. This movie was written by Jeffrey Price. He has 12 writing credits since 1983. Before this, he had done exactly one project, Trenchcoat. Never heard of it. Don't know anything about it. I know that if you see a man in one, you should be wary. Because mm, it could be three kids. <laughs> or he could be naked <laughs> underneath. <laughs> I think mine's way more likely. <laughs> <laughs> and then the road forked, and we both took a different path. <laughs> Since this, oh my god, okay. Since this, he's done uh, two episodes of Tales from the Crypt, Doc Hollywood, Wild Wild West, Shrek the Third, Who Framed Wild Roger Wild Rabbit West? 2. What? Wild Wild West was a terrible movie. I really liked it when it came out. I didn't. I really did. <laughs> I've not watched it since then, but... It's one of those, like, it's got a buddy cop feel. You know, mm-hmm. it's the unlikely pairing. Um... I remember really liking Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights, mm. and I haven't watched those since they came out. And I'm like, I kind of want to, but I kind of don't. Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Um. Oh, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2 is in pre-production. Oh. And he wrote the screenplay. Mm. Okay. Honestly, he might I just was have like, credit for the characters, if I'm being honest. I was like, how how have I not heard mm-hmm. of this? But it makes sense if it's in pre-production. The movie was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm. I know that name. I know. It's very familiar. And when I give you his credits, you're going to know why. So he has 32 credits since 1972. Before this, he had done Romancing the Stone and Back to the Future. Since this, he did Back to the Future 2 and 3, Death Becomes Her, Forrest Gump, Tales from the Crypt, three episodes, What Lies Beneath, Castaway, Beowulf, A Christmas Carol, and uh, he has a Pinocchio in pre-production. I I assume that's going to be like a live-action Disney thing. Probably. Probably not uh, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Wasn't he in a Pinocchio Mm live-action? Or is that like a Mandela Effect issue that I'm having? I don't know. I'm terrible at trivia. I feel like if it involved Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I was well versed. <laughs> he was on um, home, uh, home Improvement. Home yeah. Improvement. Yeah. He was also in the episode of Veronica Mars when she makes out with Logan for the first time. You know that. I you was know like, that which one? <laughs> uh, what movie are we looking? Oh, Pinocchio. He was. He's also the voice of Simba. Simba. I said Simba. Oh. Uh, okay, so Bob Hoskins played Ellie, <laughs> Eddie Valiant. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. He has 122 credits since 1972. And wow. You're, yeah, you're going to say, well, wait till we get to Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> oh, Christopher Lloyd. 
<laughs> I forgot he was in this movie, and then I was like, wait, wait a, a second. Minute. Okay, what's your thing that you, um, that, is it Back to the Future? Is that the thing that you're, like, you always think of him from? Most, mm, yeah. For but me? then also, like, did you ever see that it wasn't, like, a real movie, but they made, like, a fake movie trailer for... Um, it was like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory spoof, but it was dark. Yes, and I have he seen that. was the he was Willy Wonka in mm-hmm. that. For so me, I always think of that, and I'm like, oh, you're such a creepy guy. <laughs> For me, um, it's always the Adams family. Oh, I yeah. always think of him as Uncle Fester. Yeah. Um, okay. He's just in so much stuff. So much. Like, so much known and loved. Yes. So, for him to have so many credits, I actually didn't know a lot of them, and it made me feel really, like, bad. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, a 1981 version of Othello, okay. and he was also in Pink Floyd's The Wall music video. Ooh. Since this movie, he's been in Hook, Super Mario Brothers, Tales from the Crypt 1 episode, Spice World, Made in Manhattan. Spice World? Mm-hmm. He was in one episode of Frasier, Son of the Mask, and Snow White and the Huntsman. That was his last credit, and I wonder if he's dead. Zach bought me Snow White and the Huntsman for Valentine's Day, like the year I it came out. It. And I'm pretty sure it's still in its wrapping. <laughs> you know, Luke bought me Veronica Mars season one when Veronica Mars was still on the air. Wow. And I didn't watch it until like two years after it had been canceled. <laughs> But that's nice because then you can binge it. Oh, it's my it's my favorite. Like I love Veronica Mars, but like yes. I looked at the front of it and I was like, mm, I don't know about it. No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Now, granted, was I watching One Tree Hill <laughs> and reading Twilight at the time? Yes, I was. And I still, I was looking at it and going, mm, I don't know about it. <laughs> I was watching tw- watching Twilight. I was reading Twilight, but I oh, was yeah, not new, watching um, One Midnight Tree Hill. Midnight Sun is out now. I saw that. I'm not going to lie. I'm considering reading it. It's from Edward's point of view. Yeah. It, they linked mm. the first like chapter when Twilight was still like a thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Twilight is shit, and I can admit that, but it's shit that I enjoyed the fuck out of. I did, too. I had a Twilight shirt that my boyfriend at the time bought me. Mm-hmm said on the front when you can live forever what do you live for and then on the back it said twilight i had a team edward shirt because i was very uh angsty oh for sure i like, wore a mesh long emo adjacent yeah i bought that shirt at hot topic yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's definitely where my twilight shirt came from uh okay christopher Lloyd played judge played judge doom yes i feel like i should have done like vocal exercises before we started because i am tripping over every fucking word well to be fair we've not recorded in two weeks that's true uh, because i decided to wreck your car <laughs> i didn't decide anything <laughs> you just bowed up and stopped in front of an old man <laughs> there was a semi in front of me <laughs> there's always an excuse ah, so you guys last week when we were supposed to record this episode uh that very day i left my house for the first time in a week and i was i had to bring my work to work and get work supplies to bring home to work it's a lot of work, <laughs> work, work and work, work, work. 
On my way back home, there was a semi in front of me that was waiting to turn onto the bypass, and so I was at a full stop behind, I assume it's a him, fuck you, I don't give a shit. It's sexist. Right? <laughs> uh, I know women who drive trucks. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I was fully stopped, and I was just watching this truck, waiting for him to pull off so I could take my ass home. And then I got hit, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I called 911, and it was a big hoopla. But it's cool. I'm alive. And the hospital said there were no serious injuries, just muscle and soft tissue damage, no which I'm still finding new issues with every day. Like my left titty. Mm-hmm. My seatbelt crushed the shit out of my left titty. But I didn't realize it and because it was, like, hurting for, like, two days. And I was like, man, I wonder if I have breast cancer. Wouldn't that be the icing on this cake? And so I fell for a lump. And I was like, I don't feel anything. And then I was like, oh, yeah, your seatbelt's there. Stupid. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, Judge Doom. <laughs> Judge Doom. Yes. Voice exercises. That's how we yes. got there. Yes. Okay. 234 credits since 1975. Fuck! Right? So many. So many. What Bef is his net worth? So much? <laughs> Before this, his first credit is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. That's his very first credit. Wow. I know, right? He was in 84 episodes of Taxi. He was in Mr. Mom. Two episodes of Cheers. Star Trek Three. Search for Spock. Back to the Future. Huey Lewis in the News. The Power of Love music video. Since this movie... He's been in Back to the Future 2 and 3, DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp, The Addams Family, The Addams Family Values, Dennis the Menace, Angels in the Outfield, Anastasia, he played Rasputin, mm. Spin City, one episode, Baby Geniuses, Hey Arnold, the movie, Malcolm in the Middle, one episode, The West Wing, one episode, King of the Hill, one episode, Call of the Wild, Chuck, one episode, Raising Hope, one episode, Robot Chicken, two episodes, <laughs> A Million Ways to Die in the West, I'm Not a Serial Killer, Twelve Monkeys, three episodes, Kingdom Hearts 3 Master oh. Xehanort. How do you say it? You played it. X-E-H-A-N-O-R-T. Xehanort? I don't know. I didn't finish the third one, and then Cassandra <laughs> borrowed it from me, and I've not gotten it back yet. He has eight projects in pre- or post-production. Damn! I know, right? The internet says his net worth is $40 million. That's not as much as I would have thought. Me neither, but not bad. The Oscar winner in 1988 was The Last Emperor. Let's take it back to 1988. All right. Rome and Carthage signed a peace treaty to officially end the Third Punic War in 1985. Hostil Why does it say 85? I looked up 88. Hostilities <laughs> ended in 146 BC. <laughs> not a moment too That's soon. That's petty. They're like... <laughs> We'll not be hostile, but we still hate you. Right? We're still at war, if you know what I mean. The you come on my land, I'm going to shoot your ass. <laughs> Castle law. Uh, the big movies include Rain Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Coming to America. Oh, yeah. This was Eddie the Murphy. year Nike got the slogan, Just Do It. Wow. Right? They really milked that. Yeah. George Lucas gave a speech in 1988 to Congress about the need to protect films from being altered. Quote, people who alter or destroy works of art and our cultural heritage for profit or as an exercise of power are barbarians. 
And then they changed the original trilogy to include Anakin. I just thought that was an interesting, like, right now, they took off Gone with the Wind from, I think, Amazon Prime, and then when they re-released it, it was with, like, a disclaimer. They didn't alter it, but... This took time. This took place during. It's about the Civil War. I think the bigger problem is that they were like romanticizing the ways of the South, but the whole like story is that like the ways of the South are gone. Yeah, for better or for worse, it's like that's not a thing anymore. And also, even movies today are very racist. Well, the woman that played Mammy, I'm pretty sure she won an Oscar and had Mm. to accept it at a separate event because she wasn't at the Oscars. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty like sure that. that segregation was in effect. Don't like that. Uh, okay. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of comedy by citing that the First Amendment covers the use of political figures in satire. Good. I know. That's, that's Wouldn't it be sad if we couldn't make fun of uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Uh, every quiz I take, it's like, what's your brand of humor? Everyone is satire. Mm. <laughs> so imagine. I don't know that I've taken a quiz for my brand of humor. I'll have uh, yeah, to do I, that. I do a Myers-Briggs at least once a year. I do, yeah, I do like, a lot of Myers-Briggs. Stuff like that, I'm, always... I'm like, I've grown and changed. I'm a much more enlightened person. And then I take it and it's like. But you the same. It's, <laughs> it's either. Well, sometimes it'll be like. You're extroverted, and then other yes. times it'll be like, you're introverted. But the rest of it pretty much stays yep. the same. Yeah, me too. Yep. Uh, okay, Scrappy-Doo, widely considered to be one of the most hated characters in Aww. fiction, has not appeared in an animated Scooby-Doo production since 1988 due to the audience backlash. Let me at him! Let me at him! How dare you? <laughs> you know who my favorite was Scooby-Dumb. Do you remember Scooby-Dumb? No, not really. He's real dumb. And it's real funny. He's at like a hound dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, And that's me born and bred in Tennessee. And I'm just like, I love Scooby-Doo. I think think Scooby-Doo and Shaggy set me up for a lifetime of my type. (laughs) I mean, I can see that. Solidly. (laughs) I was like, Fred... Mm, nah. Pass. If you watch the new series, Shaggy. Okay, no, no. They're don't very miss funny. me. Miss me with the new animation. It's I'm such really an old funny. lady. Like it Fred might is, be funny, but it's drawn janky as hell. Fred is obsessed with making traps. Oh, like obsessed. Like, there's an episode where they all end up visiting the same college at the same time, but they're all like on the outs with each other. And so they, of course, get pulled into a mystery. But when his dad drops him off, he was like, I'm going to drop you off at this fraternity. I was uh, in the fraternity. I'm a legend there. Don't embarrass me. Don't bring up traps. (laughs) I'm a legend there. (laughs) Okay. The world's biggest ever recorded turtle was a leatherback turtle that washed up uh, Harlech Beach, Wales in 1988. It was estimated to be 100 years old. And was almost nine foot in length, weighing a 2,016 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. Too big for me. That's what she said. I could, like, ride that turtle. I mean, I guess it washed up dead, but I could, like, ride it like a turtle, I guess. Wrigley Field did not have lights until 1988, even though the first night game in baseball history was played in 1935. 
The League of Y'all Women's... better learn how to see in the dark. That's right. Bitch. The League of Women's Voters stopped supporting the presidential debates in 1988 because they felt the debate format would, quote, perpetrate a fraud on the American voter, end quote. Hmm. Interesting. Doppler radar was invented by Christian Andreas Doppler in 1988. Hmm. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did not get color-specific masks until their first cartoon aired in 1988. Hmm. Prior to that, they all had red, which is Raphael's color. Lame. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was loosely based off a true conspiracy by General Motors to purchase and dismantle streetcar systems in American cities in the first half of the 20th century. Huh. An aberrant... And... Now you were it's talking about all petty. Done. This is petty. Okay. An Aboriginal man planted a flag on the cliffs of Dover in 1988 and claimed England for the Aborigines. <laughs> it's just like, oh, flags? That's all it takes. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very funny. Uh, ping pong became an Olympic sport in 1988. Hmm. Uh, the Soviet Union canceled history exams in 1988 because increased government transparency had revealed that the textbooks were filled with lies. <laughs> You know what? We're going to cancel some exams. Don't worry about it. Uh, hey, America. <laughs> right? <laughs> Britain's Prince Philip expressed the wish that should he be reincarnated, oh. he would want to be a deadly virus that would oh, reduce world no. population. Yeah, that quote didn't age well. Dun, dun. Has anybody checked on him since, like, November? <laughs> Is he okay? <laughs> Uh, okay. Damn. I know, right? Like, ooh. Now we know how Corona really started. That's right. Uh, okay. It actually reminds me of that zombie show that we watched. Did you watch Kingdom? Where the king dies? I, and, yes, I watched. Okay. We didn't finish it. Maybe I don't Prince know Philip why. is dead, but because he said that, they don't want to tell anybody. Yeah. Uh, with an estimated production budget of $70 million, mm, who framed that's Roger? That's a fucking lot of money, and that's even more in 88. Oh, it gets better, because they they Did signed they on over? saying they were going to do $30 million. <laughs> uh, this was the most expensive film produced in the 1980s and had the longest on-screen credits for a film. God damn, he's 99 years old. Prince Phil, yeah, and he looks it too. Yeah, I was about to say he looks fuck. He looks like he needs to be in the ground. <laughs> he looks like the coronavirus. Oh no! Look at those. Skins. <laughs> I'm an asshole. You are. That's fine. It's I deserve fine. to be hit last week. Oh no! <laughs> it's like the universe knew you were gonna say this. Right. That guy that hit me was 77. He was like, <laughs> she hates old people. I'll show you coronavirus, bitch. <laughs> This movie was the first and only as a 2020 Time Cartoon... Oh, sorry. I was like, what? This is the first and only time cartoon characters from Walt Disney and Warner Brothers have appeared together on screen. Oh, that's good to know because I was like, wait a second. This is very confusing. Mm -hmm. I didn't question it last time I saw it, but last time I saw it, I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) This time I was like, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. This isn't accurate. Uh, Bob Hoskins said that for two weeks after seeing the movie, his young son would not talk to him. When finally asked why, his son said he couldn't believe his father would work with cartoon characters such as Bugs Bunny and not let him meet him. (laughs) That's cute. And also, like, hard to explain. Right? (laughs) Also, let's talk about Santa while we're here. Uh, 
Uh, you know, the Easter bunny, the tooth fairy. <laughs> when Eddie takes Roger Rabbit into the back room at the bar where Dolores works to cut apart the handcuffs, the mm-hmm. lamp from the ceiling is bumped and swinging. Lots of extra work was needed to make the shadows match between the actual room shots and the animation. Oh. Today, quote, bump the lamp is a term used by many Disney employees referring to going the extra mile on an effect just to make it look a little more special, even though the most audience members will never notice it. I did notice that. I noticed that the light was changing in the animation to I match the lamp. did not pay that close of attention, but I watch a decent amount of anime, and I appreciate when the animators go an extra mile. Yes, it makes a difference. Uh, and I'm very picky. Like, if, the anima- if there's something about the animation that's weird and I don't like, I will not watch it regardless of the <laughs> yeah, story. I'm like, sure. no. It's one of the reasons no. I don't watch anime, no. period. I'm very picky. It's very annoying to Zach. <laughs> um, so the give-a-fuck level of the production team was mm-hmm. very low mm-hmm. and that became evident there was so much trivia okay like i'm gonna go over more than i probably should but just know this is only like the tip of the iceberg if you go on imdb there's so much trivia about this movie uh, i just picked out the stuff that was interesting and then like i stopped about halfway through i'm just like this is too much um too much the first test audience was mostly 18 and 19 year olds who hated this movie after almost the entire audience walked out of the screening Robert Zemeckis, who had the final cut, said he wasn't changing anything. <laughs> like, what was even the point? Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. You don't have good taste. You're 18 and 19 years old. What the fuck do you know what you like? <laughs> you don't. Since the movie was being made by Disney's Touchstone Pictures, Warner Brothers would only allow the use of their biggest tune stars, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, if they got as much screen time as Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. For that reason, they were always in pairs, such as the piano battle between Daffy and Donald and the parachute scene with Bugs and Mickey. This Mm. was continued with Porky Pig and Tinkerbell at the end of the movie. I didn't even notice Tinkerbell. I I did notice, um, I can't remember his name, the little cowboy, Texas Pete. Is that his name? Yosemite Sam? Yeah. (laughs) Texas Pete is a uh, hot sauce. I know. I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Jessica Rabbit's speaking voice was performed by Kathleen Turner, and her singing voice was performed by Amy Irving. Only Irving was credited. Oh. Even though she talked way more than she sang. That's a bummer. I know. And Kathleen Turner plays Chandler's dad in Friends. Hmm. Tim Curry auditioned for the role of Judge Doom. Really? Mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis, Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and Michael Eisner found his performance quite terrifying. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, I wanted. I wish there was an audition tape. I'd love to see that. <laughs> the movie's wow. line, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way, oh, yeah. was voted as the number 83 out of 100 greatest line movie lines by Premiere in 2007. I looked up that list. The number one line was, here's looking at you, kid, from Casablanca. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's no accounting for taste because number 55 was, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking, motherfucking planes. planes. <laughs> that was above, I'm not bad, I'm just drawing that way. <laughs> well, that was a good line. Was I'm it? not bad. Have I'm you seen that movie? Not it was that, so ridiculous. Not that line. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not that line. But I'm not bad. I'm just drawn. I think I quoted that when she said it. Oh, it's great. It's a great line. 
John Cleese expressed interest in playing Judge Doom. Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis refused, thinking nobody would take a former member of Monty Python seriously as a sadistic villain. Mm. There have been many actors that have proven you can do that audition tape as well. Right? Oh, well, Robin Williams was considered for both the roles of Judge Doom and Eddie Valiant. And let me tell you, that's a movie I would see is Robin Williams playing both of those characters in the same movie. That would be good. I would watch the fuck out of that. I'm still hung up on Tim Curry. I just I knew I you would really, be. I should have waited until the last. Really want to see that tape. I don't even know if they took tapes then. It's like of if auditions? they even screen, I'm sure they screen tested something, but especially I, like, this project. I would really love to see because oh. I love him. This is another example of the give a fuck level. During production, there was a disagreement over the way Looney Tunes characters should look. Warner Brothers wanted the filmmakers to use characters as they appeared in their merchandising at the time, while producers insisted on having the characters look the way they had looked at the time period where the film was set. So the late 40s. Mm. Dummy footage using the modern designs was sent to Warner Brothers for approval, while the animators used the period-appropriate designs in the actual film. Uh. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. They're just like, yeah, no, we're definitely doing what you want us to do. <laughs> Fuck you. Sign off on it? Great. <laughs> 326 animators worked full-time on the film. Wow. In total, 82,080 frames of animation were drawn, including storyboards and concept art. Animation director Richard Williams estimates that well over one million drawings were done for the movie. Oh. I know. That's so much. Christopher Lloyd compared his part to judge, as Judge Doom to his previous role as Klingon Commander Krooge. I think oh. I said that right. In Star Trek Three. Dang. Both being overly was, evil characters he considered he fun Klingon. to play. Uh, Lloyd avoid blinking on camera to perfect to perfectly portray the character. Nice. Uh, Steven Spielberg didn't notice that either because he wore those glasses the whole time. I couldn't <laughs> see his eyeballs until they were animated. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg's first choice for Eddie Valiant was Harrison Ford, but his price was too high. Wow, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Imagine Harrison Ford as Judge Doom and Tim Curry. Oh wait, no. Was he for Eddie? Sorry. Okay. And Tim Curry. Okay, I was going to go Robin Williams. Judge Doom. Oh, either way. Imagine fucking Robin Williams as Eddie Valiant and Tim Curry as Judge Doom. That's a That's movie. That's a different I'd movie see. for sure. Let's do it. Make except, it so. except you know, one of them is very dead, and one of them is closer than I wish he would be. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I said it, and I okay. meant it. So I'm going to say it up here at the, not the top, but at the top. I did not consistently call Eddie Eddie or Valiant. Mm-hmm. I called him both throughout my notes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I might say Valiant, and sometimes I might say Eddie, but I'm talking about the same guy. We'll put it together. Um, okay, so the very first scene is this cartoon it's very like tom and jerry ish yes uh where this woman has left her baby with roger rabbit and the baby is doing all these dangerous things yeah he's after the cookies yes and while i know that this is done for humor legitimately when you have a baby oh my god your mind goes there yes legit yes it's so ridiculous yeah (laughs) if there's Uh, a chance of danger your mind has already taken in that into oh, account. Oh, and then 
exacerbated it for sure for like a sure. hundred times over uh the mom's legs uh on stilts when they're <laughs> i just i didn't notice at first um i i watched Robert, who framed roger rabbit when i was a kid yeah and the thing that i remember most out of it is the very first scene yeah yeah um and so when they were showing like the behind the scenes and it's just someone walking around in stilts with the woman's legs oh. it cracked me up because i don't know, remember that um you know how they didn't ever show her face yeah it reminded me of powerpuff girls mm-hmm. the mayor's secretary yes how you just see like the <laughs> bottom portion of her obviously done very different times but i thought to myself i wonder if they pulled from this oh what is this it's not slapstick because slapstick's very physical but what's that style of humor where you're being silly but playing it straight like i know there's a word for it but he goes what do you know about show business and the guy's like there's no business like it no business i know like that's clearly a silly joke but they play it so straight uh fuck but there's a lot of that that's like the brand of humor that they use a lot in this movie and it was cracking me up hard and these are jokes that i did not pick up on at all as a child not even a little yeah there was a lot of stuff in this movie when zach was like um what movie are you guys doing? And I told him. He was like, oh, has Sage seen that movie? And I was like, I don't think so. Oh, it's just deadpan. Um, I think. Doesn't matter. I, he, I was like, I don't think so. And then we both sat there for a moment and like almost simultaneously we were like, I don't know if we want him to. It's funny because the kids watch this with me. <laughs> The like I turned it on and Serenity walked through. She's like, "What is this?" I was like, "This is Who Framed Roger Rabbit." And she was like, "Is it a kids movie?" And I'm like, "I watched it as a kid. I also watched it as a kid. We had um, my brother. I remember we both specifically got uh, our own movies mm-hmm. when when the DVD player very first came out in like 1998 or something. Yeah, or 97 somewhere around there." And uh, my brother's was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and mine was Adventures in Babysitting. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, so we watched a lot of Who Framed Roger Rabbit <laughs> as a kid. Um, as kids. So Eddie's been hired to figure out... What's going on with Roger? He's got his head wrapped around his wife, so we need to know what she's doing. We yes. need proof of it. So he can get his head in the game and mm-hmm. he can see stars instead of Tweety Birds. Yes. Um, but he doesn't work for tunes because a tune killed his brother, dropped a piano on his head. Yes. Again, played straight. Yep. Uh, so ridiculous. It's, I like it. Oh, it's funny, but it's just, it's so silly <laughs> that I feel ridiculous for laughing, but I did laugh. It's- yeah (laughs) (laughs) like the patty cake bit oh yeah i didn't put that together when i was a kid what they were implying before you saw the pictures but uh (laughs) as an adult i was like oh patty cake (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) patty cake patty 
So Jessica Rabbit. Damn. Not as hot as I remember her being when I was a kid. Just as hot as I remember. <laughs> her face. There's. She's like a very simple drawing. Yes. Right? Oh, I didn't write this down, but I did think it was interesting to get her boobs the bounce oh that God. they have. Yeah. What she did, what the animator did was she uh, drew it. I'm glad that she was drawn by a woman. Yes. It makes she, it better. <laughs> yeah. She made it so that normally when a woman is walking, the point at which her boobs bounce up, mm-hmm. she made Jessica's boobs bounce down. Uh, and she just flipped the order. And so that's why it's so, like, jarring. noticeable. Yeah. Hmm. Because she made them bounce Opposite. She made them move opposite the way that they would. Interesting. It is interesting. I should have put that in the note, but I was like, I have too much fucking trivia. <laughs> uh, the scene where Daffy and Donald have dueling pianos. Oh, yeah. Um, that's another thing. One of the animators put one of the ducks. I want to say it was Donald because that was the more shocking one, Disney. Mm. Uh, he has a rubber chicken rubber chickens at some point where he's beating the piano with it and he slipped a a dead baby in there <laughs> but uh and it was like hardly even noticeable because it's so much movement but somebody caught it and made him take it out whoops animators are fucked up you guys truly that's <laughs> if only i could draw <laughs> the eddie gets caught spying who you calling a chump chimp Yes. Oh my god. The dialogue in this movie is so ridiculous. Uh, okay, so Roger finds out that his wife is playing patty cake with some other dude and Not he loses his patty head. Patty cake! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we find out that when Roger has a drink, mm-hmm. uh, he, he blows, blows his, his top. top. <laughs> yep. I was like, I don't know how else to say it. Yep. Uh, so he busts through the window, leaves yes. a rabbit-shaped hole. Love it. Love it. Perfect. Uh, and Maroon's like, well. It is what it is. That's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> that's all, folks. So Eddie reminisces about his dead brother. Yes. And drinks. Theodore. Mm-hmm. Teddy. Teddy and Eddie. And then we find out that Roger has killed Robert Acme. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, uh, my notes are a little sketchy because I was trying to pay attention because I haven't seen this movie in such a long time. I was trying to pay attention to the movie. Mm-hmm. But I do have, just in my notes, it says, Yosemite Sam, in all caps, my biscuits are burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because he like was shot out of Toontown and he landed on the street in front of Valiant. <laughs> And he, like, skidded on his butt, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my biscuits are burning. I want to use that so bad. My biscuits are burning. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, when Valiant was in the club watching Jessica sing, or before she came out to sing, we saw Acme spray him with ink. Mm-hmm. And Valiant got really mad, and he was like, yes. "Hey, man, it's it's disappearing." Ink. Look, yes. and that's plot, plot relevant. relevant. Yep. 
So Eddie visits the crime scene next, right? I put in my notes that he's a gag. Talking about acne. <laughs> oh wow. no. Uh Acme took a safe to the head. More to nonsense. And we meet oh, Judge yeah. Doom. Yeah. He's so over the top villainous. But what other kind of villain are you gonna have in this movie? Like Yeah, he's gotta be like cartoony. Yeah. Uh, but and he is. But also like staunchly anti cartoon. Yes. Um my biscuits are... Sorry, I have to move past my that in my notes. I keep... My, my eyes are drawn to that line. Burning. My biscuits are burning. People are mocking Eddie for drinking. Yeah, he's got a real drinking problem since his brother died. Mm. Mm-hmm. I assume since his brother died. I like how they're doing this, like, weird noir... Yeah. It's a very strange mixture. I should have looked it up on Wikipedia to see what genre they put this in. I bet it just be animated. Dies without a will. Yes. He dies without a will. And so his company is going to be sold to the highest bidder. To the highest bidder. Meanwhile, another company, Cloverleaf, has just bought the streetcars. Yes. Like, it's being taken over. They, You see big, big signs. Yeah. Somebody mentions that, I think, at one point. Cloverleaf is all over the place. All over the place. Um, Acme allegedly was supposed to leave Toontown to the tune. Yes, so they could self-govern. In his will mm-hmm. that nobody can find. Yep. And... Um, and then we have this Judge Doom character who hates tunes and he's found a way to kill them. Yes. The dip. Yes. So. Sorry, I just thought when um, uh, when Jessica Rabbit's like at the end of the movie and she's like, oh my God, it's dip. <laughs> uh, so Judge Doom has this clever plan that he's going to kill Acme. He's going to take over Toontown. He's going to destroy it to put up a freeway. Yes. And he's got a bunch of weasels working for him. Mm. And he his plan is foiled because uh, there was a will. Yes. Eddie finds evidence that there was a will. Yes. And it turns out that Roger had written a love letter. Yes. To Jessica Rabbit on the will that had disappearing ink. Yes. And so it is recovered and all is well. And the icing on top of this all, all of this, is that Maroon hired Valiant to, in order to frame Roger mm-hmm. on behalf of Cloverleaf. Mm-hmm. But if Valiant hadn't taken those pictures when he did, there would have been no proof of the will at all. Yes. Yes. Um, it was a fluke. Because he, Maroon and Agni both had to sell. That was the deal. Like, yeah. right? Uh, something like that. Something like Because he was going to use that to pressure Agni to sell. Yes. Okay. Blackmail him. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Maroon wanted to sell, but Cloverleaf wasn't going to buy unless they also got Acme. Which so, comes with Toontown. <laughs> Eddie's our protagonist. Yes. And he doesn't like tunes, but he's pulled into this 
story because there's an injustice and yes. he has a sense of justice. justice. Yes. Yeah. Um, he, he knows that Roger Rabbit is being framed. Yes. And he, it doesn't sit right with him. If Toons do something bad, they should pay for it. But if they didn't, then they, they should shouldn't. be left alone to be Toons. Exactly. Like, he doesn't like them, but to each his own. And for that, I like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I was going to say didn't matter. He has a tragic past, but yeah. he's able to overcome it. And he actually finds his brother's killer. Yes. So he has like a full story. He has a girlfriend. He finds his humor again. He lost his sense of humor. Yes. Because it seems like he was pretty friendly with Toons before his brother died. Yes. Because and, they're all like, hey, Eddie. Yeah. So he kind of comes full circle. Roger yeah. Rabbit does not really arc. No. He's just wild the whole time. He's, and he's really the only character that does have growth. He's a tune. Yeah. He, uh, Honestly, everybody's Dolores is, is a to make people laugh. Yeah. Well, uh, Jessica Rabbit, she has a line where they're they're just like, "What do you see in him?" She's like, "He makes me laugh," and that's played for humor, but legit, it's very important. It's so important. Life will kick you in the teeth. Yes. And if you have someone in your corner that can oh. make you laugh in spite of that, it goes a long way. Yeah. For sure. This week, oh my god, Luke was like being a cranky piece of shit. Actually, he wasn't being cranky at me. He was just like kind of a little withdrawn, which is not usually what he's like. And mm-hmm. I was giving him a hard time about it because I just wanted him to laugh. Right. And I was able to pull him out of his funk. And then he was being so silly in reaction to me trying to pull him out of his funk Mm -hmm. that we just both started laughing at nothing yeah at nothing that's the best and then we were just like cackling from minute to minute and it was just like every time i would start to calm down he would laugh harder and it would make me laugh harder and gun to my head i can't even tell you why we started laughing that's good stuff it was really nice it's good stuff um what scenes do you want to jump on? Uh, let's see. Ooh. We only have one scene in Toontown, right? Or like uh, one little short bit in Toontown. I'm sure that that was yeah, the hardest part to film. Yeah, the end. Yeah, he um, goes through the tunnel. Old Lena so Hyena. So right. He thinks so he's bright. found Jessica Rabbit, and he, he it's not her. At first, when I first saw the, the woman that's clearly not Jessica Rabbit... I thought she looked like the villain in The Rescuers. Oh. But after I looked at her again, she doesn't really, but she doesn't not look like her either. She says, a man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's there's a a red herring where they make it look like Jessica is the bad guy. Yeah, when Eddie walks out of the bar and Dolores is with him, um... They're talking about shit. I just passed it in my notes. Where'd it go? Um. Oh, she come. Jessica goes up to his apartment slash office, and she like grabs him, and his pants fall down, and Dolores walks in, and she's like <clears throat> dabbling in watercolors, Eddie. 
and she walks out and he chases her and he's like uh he asked her if she thinks a painted hussy like that could turn his head and she's just trying to get her hands on the rabbit and Dolores says that's not the only thing she's trying to get her hands on and they're in the middle of the street and Jessica's in the car and she looks mighty pleased (laughs) Uh, and that's the red herring yes because I was like why she looks so pleased right now because she's a sultry broad yeah you can't see it that he's doing her shoulders dabbling in watercolor I really shouldn't be at her (laughs) oh Uh, oh judge brings out the dip eddie gives roger a drink using reverse psychology in the bar yeah he's just like i don't want a drink he was like yes you do no i don't yes i do like yeah he was like you do i don't you do i don't you do i don't you don't i do you don't i do i said i do and when i say i do i mean i do (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty funny. I think I've talked on the podcast about using reverse psychology on Rory because she's just, when she's in a mood, she's just determined to be the yeah. opposite of what I want her to be. And uh, I mean, that works. I can work with that if I have to. You have to be smarter than the tune than you're the trying bear. to interact with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roger is the lookout whenever Eddie. Uh, he realizes the connection between shit that's going down. And so they, they yeah, go. right after uh, when we see Jessica in the car, that's when um, Eddie's like, go buy a, a swimsuit, Dolores. I've about got this one cracked. And she was like, no, you don't. It wasn't Maroon that wanted to buy Acme. It was Cloverleaf. And he was like, what? Mm hmm. Yeah, whenever they go, Plot he list. leaves Roger as lookout. And my my note was just like, what could go wrong? And he's immediately knocked out. With like a frying pan? Yes. Oh, man. Oh. Um, he goes to meet Acme, and he doesn't go in the main door, mm-hmm. which is what Acme, or Maroon, Maroon is expecting. He goes through, like, a side door, which I guess he must have known about from previously when he was working Mm tune jobs with his brother, because otherwise, I don't know how he would have known about it. (laughs) Um, But while he's in there, while he's in there, someone shoots Maroon and tries to shoot Valiant. And Eddie chases. Yeah. And we're led to believe, again, that it's Jessica. Yes. Uh, he gets a tune gun and loads it, yes. and he leaves the booze behind. Yes. And this is when he goes to Toontown. So when I was watching the movie, I was like, this movie is so straightforward, and it's so, like, the story's pretty tight. Yeah. There's not a lot of extra fat, and that's probably because they couldn't afford no unnecessary scenes, you know? Like, every scene serves a purpose. Yes. Uh, which I like in a movie. I like when it's when the narrative is very, uh, you know, straightforward. Straightforward, and it's it's pushing forward. It's paced well. We all know that uh, I appreciate a movie that gets to the point, yeah, quickly, and without beating around the bush too much. 
and this one does that it really and does it's I'm, like it's like a lost art form now because everybody's like i'm gonna tell you everything that has to do with this and i'm gonna stretch this movie to two hours at least mm-hmm. luke hates <sighs> so there's this uh thing that's been going on for like well over at least a decade if not two where like there's this trend where you have to explain the villain like yeah they seem bad but they've got a tortured past they're just drawn that way <laughs> they're just drawn that way um I'm okay with a villain just being a villain. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. I, I do like when you're just like, oh, they were made into this. But or you whatever. don't have to spoon feed it to me. No, you don't. Uh, I, I like that this guy, he's just evil. He's just evil. Super evil. Chaotic evil. Chaotic evil, yeah. Um, it, it was nice. There was no unnecessary explanation about, like, how he became evil or mm-hmm. why he chose to be this way. It's just evil, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, there was no... We just know that he's the tune that killed his brother and robbed the bank, and now he wants to build a highway. Yeah, there's no need for the villain to arc. And they were just like, the villain. He was like, there won't be any more traffic. That gave me a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 1988, I see you. <laughs> How wrong you were. Uh, oh, yeah, Jessica's booby trap. Oh, that was oh, very funny. Oh, my God, I died laughing. That was very funny. When he thrusts his hand between her tits and he goes... <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... It was very By funny. the way, this was a recommendation. Yes. Um, so, we didn't choose this movie. You, one of you guys did. There was, oh, The Mask. Um, we were talking about it earlier this week, and Zach was in game chat with Kurt, who is who uh, asked for this movie, requested this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've not seen The Mask. They were talking about um, remastering it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, I've not seen The Mask since I was a kid, and I feel like if I watched it now, uh, it would probably lose a lot mm. mm-hmm. from like how I remember it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, tell Kurt to not request that movie. And Zach was like, he said he's already done it. And I was like, well, we'll just delete that <laughs> one. Got to get on top of the request for whatever reason. I have both my Gmails attached through my phone, and it only ever shows me my personal, so I have to go looking for my dra- the Drama Mamas. Mm. But... I'm not even signed into the Drama Mamas, because I factory reset my phone last night, and it did not fix my issue. <laughs> so I lost everything for nothing. Uh, okay, so... Oh! I got uh, a little blurb from my children about this movie. Quote, oh, nice. That was a funny movie, Serenity. Uh, and I liked it. It was funny. It was good. <laughs> Serenity said that, like, as soon as the movie ended, and I was like, oh, I'm going to type that out and see what... And then I asked Roy, I was like, what did you think? She's like, I liked it. It was funny. It was good. I was like, that's not as... I don't like that as much. Wow. Even though Rory... As soon as you just said it was a funny movie, it was unsolicited, so yeah. it felt fresher. More um, natural. Yeah. Uh, more real. Oh yeah, the climax was pretty decent. The animation, 
I thought for this movie to be as old as I am, it aged really well. It aged really well, and I think it's because they blended practical effects with the animation. Yeah. The things that aren't aging well is like, like the very CGI. well, the very beginning of CGI. You mm. know what I mean? When they started relying solely on CGI and not practical mm-hmm. effects. Like if you go back and watch um, movies that like in the in the eighties, yeah horror movies and stuff where they weren't using any computer generated images it was all like practical miniatures or mm-hmm. whatever they were having to be creative some Beetlejuice they yeah. we should do that I was actually uh, thinking of the thing but uh, we should do the thing I bet that'd be fun I don't know that I've seen the thing uh, Luke loves that movie when he went hard on HD DVD when HD DVD and Blu-ray were like neck and neck mm-hmm. because technically it was the superior product so he says yeah but Blu-ray got on the PS3 and then like right. it was game over right but he went hard into HD DVD and the first one he bought was the thing and he watched it all the time and I'm like it's an okay movie but Jesus Christ um so I. F- I mean, we've talked about it for like a half hour. In addition to everything else. Oh, we did like a half hour worth of trivia. Oh, great, great, And so we've actually talked about the movie for a half hour. It just feels like there's not much to say. It's it's It's, good. I liked it. It's very straightforward. Yeah. There's, like you said, there's not a whole lot of fat to trim. It's just the meat. Yeah. And it's a good story. Like, it, it holds up. I think this movie holds up really well. It does. And that's hard to say for a lot of movies that are this old. And it's funny because they're, not a thing that they're doing is super topical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not, it's timeless in a way. Yeah. Um, okay. So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can like us on Facebook. I said so. Like so, so long. So, um, there's a shirt. No, it's a, a coffee mug. And it says, like, you, David, David, question mark. Um, David? <laughs> like, it's all the ways that, that Alexis so says David in Shits Creek. And I want it so bad. Anyway. Um, I still need to binge all of Shits Creek. Yes, so you do. So I can... Uh, be in on the gifts with you. Oh, God. They have the best gifts. Okay. Um, but I'm still working through Gilmore Girls. That's okay. Where are you at in Gilmore Girls? Uh, where am I at? I think I'm in season four. I'm almost at the end of season four. Ooh. Um, so the dragonfly is almost about to open? Yes. They okay. got their first reservation. Mm-hmm. Luke. Oh, How's Luke Digger doing? just got out of jail. Digger is done. Cool. Well, I assume that Digger is done. Mm-hmm. I think the end of the last episode was Lorelai being like, I can't be with someone who's suing my family. Yeah. Which is interesting for her character. Yes. So I'm pretty sure Digger is done, which is great because I'm so ready for the loop train. Not that loop train. Right. But like. Right. Luke Danes. Luke Danes. Got you. <laughs> okay. Um, Had to clarify. Season four is a rough year for Rory. It is. There's a lot happening. She just had her, like, Asher Fleming. Uh, did I really deserve that A, or is it just because I know these fascinating mm-hmm. women? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, excuse Paris. you. Don't question me. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. If you want to get in touch with us, I can't remember what I said. When I have it, so I'm going to say it again. You can like us on Facebook. 
The Drama Mamas Podcast. We're also on Instagram at The Drama Mamas Podcast and on Twitter at Drama Mamas Pod. You can find all of those things linked on our website, thedramamamaspodcast.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Norby Joya. Yeah. And I'm at Cookie Slayer with a one in the cookie and a three in the slayer. And unless there was anything else, yes. as always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to save the drama. For these mamas. What was that?